Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Love Talk Radio. Good evening, everyone, and live from Andy Reid's office at Eagles Training Camp. Oh, can I get those bags for you, Mr. Smith? It's the 4th and Inches show with Jenna and the Sherpa. Jenna, how are you this evening? I am better than you are. Nobody's defected from the Cowboys today. What, do you, what makes you think you're better than I am? Well, we didn't lose uh, Steve Smith, for one. I know you're a little upset about it. Yeah, just a little. They might as well just give him O.C. Humaniora for a 12th round draft pick, and I know there's only seven rounds in the draft, but at this still point, possible. There's still they time might snooker the Giants into it, yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, so <sighs> what, what are we've we doing a, this week? We've got a big show tonight. Uh, hopefully, Scott will be able to get past his Eagles hatred, but if not, you're going to see it spill out later on, because we're looking at all the NFC teams again tonight, since free agency is sort of leveled out now and we have a better idea of who's playing where so we can give you a better picture of what's going to happen hopefully that we think and we've also unfortunately got some some injuries and signings to go through i'm going to keep it short this week because we want to focus on the teams and hopefully keep it to just an hour but in the meantime there are several ways you can get a hold of us and be a part of the show with us if you want to you can call us at 347-677-1608. That's 347-677-1608. And again, call in with your fantasy questions, your opinions, whatever floats your boat, we're happy to talk to you. You can also email us, if that's easier, at the number 4thninchesshow at gmail.com. And we're under we're on Twitter under the same handle, the number 4thninchesshow, or you can find us on Facebook at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page or at FantasyFootballSherpa.com. We've got a lot of cool stuff tonight, and we'd love for you to be a part of it. Also, or Tiki Barber sign. <laughs> Do you oh, sign with the Eagles yet? Not yet. I'm sure I'm sure that's tomorrow. They're just going to chip oh. away at your soul slowly. Yeah. <laughs> I can have David Carr if you want him. Uh, yeah. Uh, if you can't get enough of us in this hour, we're here till 10.30 Eastern. We, of course, are on FantasyFootballSherpa.com all week long. And also, next week on Tuesday, we are going up to New York to film two web shows for you guys. We're working with the Learning Annex and Ustream to film a couple of fantasy football web shows. So if you want to see what the Sherpa and I actually look like in real life, see if we talk with our hands, whatever, we'll have more information and links to the shows for you on the Fantasy Football Sherpa site. And I think they're going to stream them live, too. So we'll be sure to put everything up there uh, Tuesday afternoons when it's all going to go down. So that should be fun. I think you're going to be doing all the talking, and I'm still going to have small coming out of my head. <laughs> If if any more Giants go to the Eagles between now and then, it may be a one-woman show. <laughs> yeah, as opposed to what now, a two-woman show? <laughs> oh. 
all right, why don't we why don't we move along on to the the injuries and see where all the the players signed this week and who's yeah, looking good um, in camp? That's always important. Yeah, everybody's looking good in camp. Um, Except Brian McKinney. I'm, I'm, Keeping it very, very slim down tonight because I'm sick of talking about people getting injured and signing. <laughs> and I'm sure by now you know who's on your team, so we're just going to go over some of the bigger ones. Um, one of the more interesting stories coming out today is that Channing Crowder is deciding to retire at age 27. He was cut by the Dolphins two weeks ago, and he's decided he wants to be a family man because he has a baby on the way. Obviously, nobody's going to spend all his time tweeting talk. about Rex Ryan. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Kyle Orton is the starter for the Denver Broncos. He's listed at number one on de- the depth chart. Tebow's number two, but apparently Brady Quinn's giving him a run for his money. So the Tebow era is still on hold out in Denver. I'm another uh, another quarterback making some uh, some waves, if you will, is the Redskins record Grossman. He says that the Redskins are going to win the NFC East, and he's very happy with them being a sleeper pick. Um, Doesn't everybody think that? Yeah, I don't know if anybody's told him that their biggest issue is at the quarterback position, because apparently he didn't get that memo. So Mm. he's happy where he is, and I guess we'll let him live that lie. (laughs) Yes. So John Uh, Pat puts him in his place. Yeah, John Beck's supposed to be the starter, so I don't really know what what he thinks is happening there. Um, The Broncos lost Brandon Lloyd today at practice. His knee is swelled up. They're not really sure what's going on or how long he'll be out, but he did leave today's practice, and hopefully it's not as bad as some of the other injuries that we've been seeing. One of the biggest issues so far this training camp has been the Achilles tendon, and as of last count, I think something like 10 guys had ruptured their Achilles tendon, most notably the Lions' second-round pick running back Mikhail LaShore over the weekend, I believe it was Sunday, tore his Achilles, and now their number one and two picks out in Detroit are no longer standing. Uh, I'd be concerned if I was the wide receiver. They took third. So Sounds like, tough sounds like the Achilles' uh, tendons are the football players' Achilles' heels this Sports hernia, I think. It's a new injury to sure. Yes. Terrell Pryor postponed his Friday pro day workout amid speculation that he is not going to be ruled uh, eligible for the supplemental draft that's going to take place next week, mainly because he's still eligible in college. So we'll see where that all goes. Hopefully he's not going to the Cowboys. They were one of three teams that were for sure going to go to the workout. Um, You know he's going to end up with Carolina. You just um, As long as it's not Dallas, I'll be fine. Uh-huh. Uh, one of the things we should talk about are your Giants. And Scott's very upset because Steve Smith, the Giant Steve Smith, and now we have to call him the Eagle Steve Smith, is now a Philadelphia Eagle. He signed a one-year deal today and left town. He's coming off microfracture surgery, so it's kind of hit or miss what they're going to get out of him. But they're yeah. also dealing with OCU Manura. He's going to see a specialist in Atlanta tomorrow to have his knee looked at for this knee injury, more like I want to be traded and not play here injury. So yeah, that's another nothing issue. money won't cure. Yeah, pretty much. 
Um, one guy who's playing through injuries and, and apparently played several weeks with one is the Green Bay Packers' Clay Matthews. Apparently played the whole second half of last season and the postseason with a fracture in his leg. So from week eight, it did seem to have happened in week eight sometime. And from that point on, he played with a fracture in, in his shin. So OC could take a few notes, I think. <laughs> yeah. He's won uh, just as many Super Bowls as Clay Matthews has. No, no, but we'll see. Uh, the Jaguars signed another quarterback today, Todd Bowman, to a one-year deal. But Blaine Gabrick's going to get the start in the first preseason game with David Garrard still dealing with a back injury. Lots of rookies we're going to be seeing this week when games start Thursday night. Um, yep, and uh, I believe Andy Dalton's also going to start for the Bengals, so that'll be fun, hopefully, for them as well. Which rookie quarterback do you think is going to have the biggest impact in fantasy this year? Um, I might go with Andy Dalton. I like him. He was the most popular choice on a, I think it was an ESPN or maybe it was a CBS poll I was looking at earlier this evening. Mm-hmm. My personal choice probably would have been Gabbert just because I think he's got the, 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 he'll probably get the most playing time of any of the rookies. But we'll see. Dalton's a good choice. We will see. It's hard to imagine uh, Bruce Gatkowski holding that job for the whole year. Yes. Yes, it is. But what can you do? The Lions, in response to Mikhail LaShore's Achilles injury, signed two running backs, Jerome Harrison and Mike Bell, who, ironically enough, were traded for each other last year from the Browns to the Eagles, and now I guess they can swap trade stories while they play together. Uh, other running backs were Was that the other Bell that stole somebody's luggage when he got traded? Was that, that wasn't Mike Bell, was it? I don't, I don't think so, but I'm not sure. Uh, we'll have I'll to have do to a Who Am I research that for Who Am I, right? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Chris Johnson continuing his Chris Johnson's continuing his holdout. Ricky Williams signed a two-year deal with the Ravens, and we also had Malcolm Floyd going another two years with the Chargers. Former Ravens wide receiver Derek Mason signed with the Jets, and the Jaguars re-signed tight end Mercedes Lewis to a five-year contract and are paying him a ton of money. Uh, another giant leaving town is Kevin Boss. The tight end is going to Oakland on a four-year contract. Braylon Edwards leaving New York as well, but he's leaving the Jets, going to play for the 49ers on a one-year deal, hoping to get more money next year. And former Chargers wide receiver Legadoo Nane, who came on last year, signed with the Carolina Panthers. That's an interesting Mm -hmm. signing. Yeah, I I don't really know if that's the answer there, but I guess it's a start. No, I guess it'll all come down to how good their quarterback play is and whether Steve Smith feels like showing up. Yeah, that's a big old if. That's true. So, nah, shall we dive into it? Yeah, let's do it. All right, let's let's get it started with the rough and tumble NFC East. So why don't you? Read it off and let us know what you think about your beloved uh, Cowboys. <sighs> the Cowboys are making me a little sad. <laughs> Why? Uh, obviously, the biggest storyline coming out of there right now is Rob Ryan, and that's not great. Because not only is he 
saying our defense is going to light the world on fire and we've literally made no changes to it. We haven't added anybody. But the team's just not that good. And we've got new coaches everywhere. I, I don't know. I don't feel good about it. I don't think the Cowboys are making the playoffs this year. It's it's going to be a long year, I think. I disagree. <laughs> well, all right. I'm in a contrarian mood, but I, I mean, you, you know who they're playing the first week of the season? They're playing the Jets. Right, who are coached by? Rex Ryan. <laughs> so it, that'll be the family affair just to start off the season. but Maybe I, they'll dress up like each other again. Yeah, that that could be a, an interesting thing to start the season. Now, Tony Romo, do you think he's a top-five quarterback or a top-ten no. quarterback? Where would you draft him? They, they say he's looking really good in camp. Everybody's looking really good in camp. <laughs> they have to, regardless of if he's falling down every time he takes a snap, they still have to say he's looking good. He, Are any of their I running backs going to be top 10 running backs this year or uh, is that I think I think their running backs are the best thing we have going right now. Tony really? Romo uh, is a great fantasy quarterback. He's not that great as an on the field real life quarterback. I don't think he's no, a We don't care about that. We're just interested in I don't their think fantasy he's, I don't think he's a top 5 fantasy quarterback. I think he's in on the top 10, but I'm not calling him number 6, I don't think. Uh running back wise, Felix Jones and Tashard Choice are a great one-two punch, and they'll both get a ton of touches. I think you can go with either. I think Choice may be the breakout of the the two running backs this year, but both are going to have a fair amount of fantasy value. Now, Miles Austin and Des Bryant, um, especially Des Bryant, is he going to cut into either Miles Austin's totals or Jason Witten's totals this year? I don't think so. Uh Jason Witten is always going to have huge numbers. He plays through injuries. Tony Romo loves him. He was just in Tony Romo's wedding. That's how good of friends they are. But he and Miles Austin are going to get plenty of touches. They're going to get plenty of balls. It's I don't think it's going to be a problem. Des Bryant is he's going to be a good number two wide receiver in fantasy. I I wouldn't make him the linchpin of your wide receiver core because Miles Austin is going to be the number one, but he'll still get enough thrown his way that if he can stay healthy, it's worthwhile to have him on your team. So you're convinced that Miles Austin is going to have more receiving yards than Des Bryant then? Yes. Okay. There you go. All righty. <laughs> nothing, nothing more to say about uh, no. that. I'm, I'm so, real concerned about the defense. Yeah. We'll see. I mean, yes. you know, Rob Ryan, he's he's a magician, so I'm I'm sure he'll get oh. them uh <laughs> playing like you know, the the uh, steel curtain in no time. So all right, mm-hmm. my turn I guess. Uh yeah. The New York Giants I think the only way they win the division is if, if something happens to Michael Vick, if he gets kidnapped or or if he you know, gets hurt on a scramble again like he did last year and they're forced to play Vince Young, I, I think that could that's about the only way that I see the Eagles not winning the division and making the playoffs. But I, I the Giants, you know, Eli Manning, you know what you get with him. He's maybe a top 12, top 15 quarterback, nothing special, but he's not going to light the world on fire. But you know, it's just a matter of, you know, he's going to throw for about 4,000 yards, but, uh, you know, 
you just you, you don't know how many interceptions he's going to throw, and that's what's going to make or break his fantasy value. Ahmad Bradshaw, glad he's back. You know, he's really the guy you want there. Brandon Jacobs might be a nice third or fourth running back if you need him. The one guy I think really is helped by this whole Steve Smith thing, even though I know Steve Smith wouldn't have played at the beginning of the season. But Mario Manningham is clearly the number two wide receiver there, and I could very easily envision that if both of them stay healthy with uh, Steve Smith no longer in town and Kevin Boss no longer in town, that both Knicks and Manningham uh, catch a thousand yards worth of passes this year. I think they both have to if the Giants are gonna win games because without Steve Smith and Kevin Boss, who were absolutely security blankets for Eli, there's he already throws a lot of interceptions when he's comfortable with guys. It just it makes me a little nervous that he's lost two of his biggest weapons. But I think you're right in that Knicks and Manningham are their numbers are just gonna go up as long as they can stay healthy. Yeah, I mean yeah, they they have a rookie, Jarrell Jernigan, who's probably going to be more of a return guy. Ramses Barden's mm-hmm. still on the pop, and Victor Cruz, you know, he was a good story in that one preseason game last year. But I, I just, until he does it in the regular season, I wouldn't let him mm-hmm. anywhere near my fantasy roster. So, Yeah. <laughs> so that's that. I so. guess we're going to have to talk about those Eagles. You can talk about them. <laughs> Obviously, on paper, their lineup is pretty stacked right now, especially with Deshaun Jackson coming back to camp and Jeremy Macklin hopefully getting over whatever mysterious illness he's got going. Um, they're not really hurting anywhere right now. If Michael Vick can stay healthy, and that's a big if for me because I know I've mentioned it before, I live in a family of Eagles fans and that I watch a lot of Eagles games and it's very stressful to watch him run around that much and be so vulnerable and I just don't think he can play a whole season. So then it really becomes, can Vince Young get his act together and be an effective backup? I'm not sure. But they have everything they need. That defense is very intimidating. They've got receivers. They've got running backs. I mean, it's... It's going to be tough to take down the Eagles, and I think we're going to know within a you know another two or three weeks here if they're really going to be able to gel or if there's too many new faces coming in that it's going to be too much to be a team in such a short amount of time. But I think the Eagles are the clear-cut favorite to not only win the East but the NFC. What happened to Green Bay? I thought they were your clear-cut choice to win the NFC. They're my clear-cut choice. They're not everybody's, especially after all the Eagles' moves. I think that Green Bay is going to the Super Bowl, but most people would argue with that. Now, one interesting thing about the Eagles, actually a couple things I want to ask you. First of all, if Steve Smith does eventually come back healthy, where do you see him slotting in with that receiver core. I mean, they've got Deshaun Jackson, Jeremy Macklin, Jason Navant, Riley Cooper. Where does he fit in there? Is he their second receiver, their third receiver, their first receiver? Where do you think he'll fit in? Deshaun Jackson is wide receiver one. He absolutely is. And short of him getting seriously injured, he's not going to lose that. Jeremy Macklin's kind of a wild card. He had ha- He's had a very up-and-down career so far. Some games are great, some games he's non-existent. So I think that if Steve Smith gets healthy, he could potentially become a number two receiver there. 
But my biggest issue is that he is coming off major knee surgery, and he's not quite there yet. He's not 100%. Riley Cooper really came on strong last year, and I was really impressed with what he was doing, and I think he's going to continue to grow. And, I mean, short of somebody getting injured, I think he's going to be the number three receiver, Cooper. Steve Smith, a lot's going to depend on him and what his body, how it responds to treatment and you know, get knocked around a little bit. He and Macklin will duke it out for the two and three spot. Riley Cooper is going to be a factor all year, though. Jason Avant? Jason Avant is uh, underwhelming, <laughs> I think, as a receiver and as a fantasy option. He, you know, kind of came up last year when Macklin was struggling. Jackson missed some time after that big hit. I just I think Riley Cooper and Steve Smith will have more of an impact than Avant's going to. I mean, it's just looking at their depth chart here. I'm I'm just you know, overwhelmed. You know, they've got guys like Sonoris Moss and Johnny Lee Higgins, who were both thought of as being pretty talented guys that just didn't fulfill their promise. Those guys are like seven and eight on their depth chart. It's just really. Yeah. So now how about Brett Selleck? Is he someone I know we've talked before and you don't think he has any chemistry with Vic? Is there any way that improves? No. Or if suddenly Vince Young becomes no. the quarterback, does that help Selleck's cause? If Vince Young becomes quarterback, I think it may help Selleck's cause. But he, as long as Michael Vick's under center, he's not a, a worthwhile fantasy option. There's All right, a, now... There's nothing there. Well, how about... I mean, I just... It, boggles my mind how the guy goes from a 70 or 80 catch guy down to yeah, half of that you know, just because it's of the all in the quarterback, quarterback it, all his catches are with Kevin Cobb they were best friends they had the chemistry he and Michael Vick there's they just don't work well together it's not that they don't like each other or that there's something glaringly wrong it's just he doesn't look at Selick he doesn't throw to Selick it just doesn't happen he'd rather scramble than throw a check down to a tight end but the thing is, if the coaching staff, and presumably they will, talk to him about his running, you know, hey, Michael, we don't want you rushing 100 times for 600 yards this year or whatever he did last year, do you think it's possible that he looks more to Selleck's, you know, nope. looks more Selleck's way, or is that just going to result in more you know, carries for the backs and more passes it's, for the more targets for the wide receivers? It's going to be more passes to all of their fast wide receivers and more of a run game, especially now that McCoy's got a little bit of help and a more physical back. It just, I don't, I, there's no way in the world I would put Brent Selleck on a fantasy team. No chance. There are way too many tight ends that are worthwhile. Brent Selleck, it's just going to be way too much of a headache for you. There's never going to be enough value to put him in over 12 other guys. Now, something you also just mentioned, which I wanted to ask about, was, the running back situation there. Ronnie Brown is you know, a better backup than they've had the last few years. Now, mm-hmm. do you think Ronnie Brown's presence eats into LaShawn McCoy's totals at all? Or are they going to give him more time off than they did when they were using the likes of you know, Leonard Weaver and you know, Dion Lewis as the backups? Yeah. Does that does that help? You know, does that hurt LaShawn McCoy's totals at all this year? I don't I don't think it hurts it enough to, you know, not take him in the first round of a draft. I don't think so. Uh it it's 
going to – I don't see Ronnie Brown breaking out. He's more of a third-down physical back. LaShawn McCoy is small, and the Eagles for the last decade have had small running backs. And so this finally gives them a physicality and, and a guy who can, you know, bust through a line when they need a yard or two yards on a third down. I just – I don't think he's going to be a featured back. I think it's going to be LaShawn McCoy. He's their future. He's – you know, they put their eggs in his basket, but they can, when he gets dinged up, give him a few plays off and, and not have him be such a physical part of the offense. I just, I still think he's a, an excellent choice, a potential top five running back. I just wonder with Ronnie Brown, though, if maybe if he gets 500 or 600 yards instead of the 200 or 300 yards that their backup, you know, might have gotten a year or two ago, whether that comes out of McCoy's totals, whether that comes out of Vic scrambling, what what that comes out of, but we'll see. So let's move along to the the doormats of the division, and that would be doormats in everyone's eyes except for Rex Grossman, and that would be the Washington Redskins. I just look and there's I don't want either of their quarterbacks. Nope. Tim Hightower is really the only running back there that might interest me. They've just got too many guys in their backfield. Wide receivers, there's there's some good stuff there with Santana Moss. Jabari Gaffney, not so sold on him. Anthony Armstrong, I liked him last year, but with Gaffney there, that obviously hurts his value. And the rookie, yeah. Leonard Hankerson, has apparently been dropping balls all over camp, so that's not good. Chris Cooley is supposedly injured, and Fred Davis is going to start the first preseason game. Are you worried at all about Cooley? Is there any possibility that Davis ends up with better totals this year than Cooley? Uh, short of him breaking a bone and not being able to be on the field, I don't think so. I Chris Cooley is an exceptional tight end, but it, he's got to stay he healthy. He never scores touchdowns, though. Where, I, where would you put I him like on the Chris Cooley way more than Fred Davis. Chris Cooley, to me, is a top-10 tight end. Uh, I don't think I'd agree with For that me. anymore. For me, he absolutely well, is. He, he hasn't scored more than three touchdowns in, I think, three or four years now. So, yeah, well, I don't look, know what happened. I, I'm concerned they, about his receiving yard total. I like that more than Fred Davis is. But point is, is that it's the first game of preseason, and I'm not going to get worried about Chris Cooley until he misses week one. Fair enough. So how do you see the division shaping up? I, I think we're both going to probably pick it the same way, but uh, what what do you see in terms of the standings in the NFC? As of this moment, I think the Eagles finish first. I think the Giants finish second, the Cowboys third, and the Redskins fourth. If the Cowboys come out and they're you. functional, that could flip-flop. I don't think it's going to be far apart, the Cowboys and Giants, but I think the Eagles are going to take the division. Yeah, short of a Michael Vick injury, I, I agree with you there. Which mm-hmm. of the other teams in the division, if any, do you think make the playoffs? In the division or in the conference? Yes. No, in the <laughs> division. Either the Giants or the Cowboys make the playoffs. I think that I think that the Giants could. I don't. I really. I don't know if the Cowboys can make the playoffs or I just don't think they have enough. But we'll know pretty soon. <laughs> yes. We we shall. All right, on to the NFC North then. So what do you think of the Chicago Bears? What's 
what's going on there? Do you buy that Jay Cutler is going to be better this year in year two of Mike Martz' offense? Do you think Matt Forte is a top five running back? Is Roy Williams really going to be the number one wide receiver? What, what's going on there? Um, I'm not a big Jay Cutler fan, and in, until he shows me that he's you know going to be tough and a team player and you know, not throw so many interceptions. I mean, let's remember who's on your team, Jay. <laughs> Stop throwing the guys on the other defense. I don't blame him for that. I think his offensive line was so It's not abysmal. good. The team it's not good, but why, good. why do people question his toughness? If you didn't have an offensive line and you were playing quarterback in the NFL, you'd be crawling around on all fours, you know, concussed too. My problem with Jay Cutler is that when he was in Denver, he said he had a better arm than John Elway. That's my problem with him. He's an idiot. And I'd like to see him fight through a sprained knee when you're in when you're fighting for a chance to go to the Super Bowl. Yeah, I want to see him do that. I I don't think that's unreasonable. <laughs> you see, I think that if he really thought that the team had a better chance of winning with him out there, you know, not in there, that that was the right call. I mean, sure, he wants to go to the Super Bowl and he wants to be the guy. I mean, we all would, but you know, if you're hurt and not able to play effectively, why why would you screw up your team's chances then by by insisting if that you don't need you to be on crutches if you're not you know really not able to play? What on earth? Why does he not? Have, this doesn't have anything to do with fantasy. <laughs> What my pro- my point is is that I don't think he's an elite quarterback. I don't think he's a top five or close to it quarterback. I don't know what really is going to come of this team. I don't think they're a playoff team. I don't think they're realistic contenders. I think they have some pieces that are good, and Roy Williams potentially could fit really nicely there. But I think there's a lot still up in the air. And that concerns me, and I just, I don't know. I would like to see Jay Cutler go out and show me that he's going to take charge and be an elite quarterback, but he hasn't shown that. Not in Chicago yet he hasn't, but from a fantasy perspective, he was certainly worthwhile in in Denver, but we'll, we'll see what happens there. He obviously doesn't have the offensive line or the receivers that he did when he was in Denver. But now, Matt Forte, is he a, a top five back for you? Are you worried at all that Marion Barber and Chester Taylor are going to give him more time off? I think, um, what I do think you think is going to happen there? I don't think Matt Forte is necessarily a top five running back right now. Um, as a Cowboys fan, I'm partial to Marion Barber, and I think he's still got some miles left on the tires. He's a very tough physical back. Chester Taylor isn't a slouch. Uh, I think that it's going to be more of a running back by committee, not not so much that Matt Forte is no longer a featured back, but he's not going to be in as much as he was last year. I, I think, his I think he'll still get 70% of their rushing yards, but we'll see. Yeah, you disagree. It's, just, it's part of the problem with with the Bears right now. There's just so much up in the air. Now, I don't believe in handcuffs generally. If mm-hmm. you were someone that believed in handcuffs, who do you pick as a handcuff for Forte? Do you go with Barber or Taylor? I'd go with Barber, absolutely. All right, let's move on to the wide receivers. Are any of those four guys worth drafting? And if so, do you think where would you slot them in? 
on your team? Are they wide receiver one or are they wide receiver three? Where where do you put those guys in? Um, I don't think I'd make any of them wide receiver one on my team. That's just my personal preference. I, the problem is, is that none of them have really stepped up to be a number one wide receiver, especially fantasy-wise. It's kind of hit or miss with what you're going to get. And Roy Williams, nobody knows which Roy Williams is going to be there. Is he going to be the guy in Dallas who played a, a semi-decent season last year, or is he going to be the one who for the last two years was practically non-existent? He, he had one or two good seasons in Detroit under Mike Martz, and I guess that's yeah. why everybody's holding out hope that maybe he'll be reborn there. But I'm, I'm not so sure we're going to see some kind of Brandon Lloyd-style you know, career take, resurgence. I might take and, Roy Williams as bad of a taste as he's left in my mouth as a Cowboys fan. I might take him as a flyer in a late round. As a wide receiver, three or four, presumably, and not as a yeah. one or two. Yeah, I don't, I don't think I'd make him a one or a two, but... I I might take him and hold on to him to see what happens. Yeah, I might do that. Now, do you agree with the that Knox should be their top receiver? And mm-hmm. if so, where would you slot him in? And Devin Hester and Earl Bennett, do we need to pay attention to those guys at all? I don't think so. Unless I think they're more waiver wire, filling holes on your team with injuries kind of guys. I think that Johnny Knox absolutely is wide receiver one in Chicago. I think he's got good awareness on the field. He's fast. He's got good hands. He he's coming to his own, and I I like what he's doing a lot better than the other wide receivers there right now. And supposedly Roy Williams has supplanted him as the number one on the depth chart for the time being, but we'll see if that we'll sticks. My guess is that's just more of a motivational tool than anything else. But we'll see how that shakes out. Let's move on to the Detroit Lions, and this seems to be everybody's favorite sleeper team this year. You know, they've got some big guns on defense now. They've hopefully got Matthew Stafford back healthy. They've just signed Jerome Harrison and Mike Bell. You know, they've got... They've got uh, Calvin Johnson and Nate Burleson. They drafted Titus Young. They've got Brandon Pettigrew. They they could potentially be a... Pardon? Javid Best. Did I mention him? I thought I had, but uh, if if not, I certainly meant to. But they look like, at least on paper, that they could be a pretty stacked offense. Where do you rate these guys uh, fantasy value-wise? Is Matthew Stafford a top-ten quarterback this year? I think he is. I think he is. I'm excited about the Lions. I... Really was excited to see what Michaela Shore was going to do as a kind of a compliment back to best, but we're not going to get that chance this year. Hopefully next year. I still think the Lions are going to be a good team. I believe in Brandon Pettigrew. I believe in Matthew Stafford. Uh, I was obviously a big fan of Javid Best last year, and I'm still riding that train. <laughs> I, now, I what makes you have... think that Matthew Stafford, and this is a question for both of us really, but what makes you think that Matthew Stafford is going to stay healthy for a full year and not, you know, mess up his leg or have another shoulder separation. What what gives you the confidence my that he's going to stay healthy all no, year? Hoping. <laughs> I mean, that's what you can't really know anybody's going to stay healthy for a whole year. No, but They're I mean, really... for instance, Jay Cutler playing behind that same line that he ended up with in Chicago last year, if that was your line going into the season, you would feel fairly confident in saying there's no way that guy lost 16 games. But if for no, Detroit, I, I, I believe he's going to stay healthy. I think I, 
I don't know if it's fair to think anybody's going to start all every game of the season. I don't think you can realistically expect that to happen to anybody. That's why you draft backups. That's why you play in leagues with more than one quarterback or with flex players so that when something happens, you can get somebody else out there. I think Matthew Stafford's a top-ten quarterback. I think that when he's been healthy, what he's shown is really good and that the Lions are getting better every year, and this is no exception. So you draft him as a quarterback one then, maybe not at the top, but if you were one of the last teams to draft a first quarterback, you would definitely consider Stafford then. Yeah, the way I draft it, it would never get to that point, but if it did, yes, absolutely, I would draft him. Yeah, and as far as backup situation goes with them, not that you know this matters unless you're using team quarterbacks in your fantasy league, but I think they actually have a couple of guys that stepped up last year with uh, Sean Hill and Drew Stanton that showed that they can play. So if something does happen to Stafford, I think they'll still be in reasonable shape, and Calvin Johnson will still catch you know 1,200 to 1,500 yards worth of passes if he can stay healthy. I'm, I'm actually more concerned about. You know, Calvin Johnson's ability to stay healthy for a whole season than I am Matthew Stafford's, but we'll see how that plays out. And we got to keep moving here because we yep. are we are absolutely running out of time. We got to speed this train up. All right. So Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers. I don't think either of us would question that he's a top five, top three quarterback. You could even make me, a good argument that he should one. be number one. He's yeah. absolutely my number one. I think if they have a little more of a running game this year that he might not be asked to throw quite as much as he was last year, but I'm certainly not going to find fault with anybody that takes him as a number one quarterback. I just think in a standard draft, you probably have to take him a lot sooner than I typically feel comfortable drafting a quarterback. That's fine. I'll take him. But That's fine. All right, you can have him, and I'll move on then. So running back-wise, Ryan Grant, James Starks, John Kuhn even, although I I think he's more of an afterthought, but Ryan Grant and James Starks, how do you see uh, them playing out fantasy value-wise? Since there's a mess there, or at least it's not clear, it seems to me you wouldn't want either one of those guys as your first running back. Ryan Grant, I I don't think I'd take either of them as the number one running back on my team, but I think Ryan Grant is going to be the clear-cut number one. I think he is going to get... 70% of the carries, or whatever your magic number for the featured back is, I think he's going to hit it and then some. Hmm. I I will say, I I hope he's healthy, but I would say that after the way Starks played in the playoffs last year and at the end of the season, that there's a good chance that he gets 20 to 30% of their carries, even if Grant's 100% healthy, in part just to try to keep him healthy and save him, but we'll see how that plays We're out. We're going to keep moving here. Let's look at wide, wide receiver-wise, Greg Jennings, you know, I, I think he's, you know, if he's not in the top five, he's right there for most people, including me, Donald Driver. I don't think he has any fantasy value anymore. James Jones, Jordy Nelson, I think you just, at the end of the draft, if you need one of those guys, you take a flyer on him, but I don't see either of those guys being 1,000-yard receivers. Jermichael Finley is a very interesting case. Where would you rank him among tight ends? Is he a clear-cut top three guy, or is he just no. one of those guys he's, after Antonio he's, Gates? That he's you five would... or six. He's a five or, five or six. six. Hmm. All right, we'll, we'll see. I, I could 
see him being their second leading receiver after Jennings, assuming that uh, people stay healthy. But we'll see how that he plays could be, out. But there are other tight ends who are going to be higher up and more productive than him. I definitely who would you take so. ahead of him? We're going to worry about that in another show. We don't have time oh, for this. Okay. <laughs> All right. We're not so good at this moving on thing. (laughs) I'm being told that we have to keep moving here, so we'll try to do that. All right, Minnesota Vikings, Donovan McNabb, good move, bad move. Do you think he still has something left in the tank? I think he's a good good fit. I think he's a a second quarterback if you're in a two-quarterback league. Maybe if you're, you know, drafting 12th, maybe you take him there. You know, if you're the 12th guy to take a quarterback. But... I think he's more of a two-quarterback league quarterback, but I absolutely think he's going to have better numbers in Minnesota than he did in Washington. I agree with you. I think he's borderline number one, number two. I I think I'd probably take him as a number two just because with losing Sidney Rice there, I think their um, wide receivers could take me a little bit uneasy. I wasn't excited about Sidney Rice, so I'm not that broken up about him leaving. No, he he definitely had a good year two years ago with Brett Favre, but of course Donovan McNabb is no Brett Favre when he says he's retired. He'll probably mean it. Seven-year age difference in quarterbacks later. (laughs) I I think Brett Favre still has hair, more hair than Donovan does, but that's beside the point. Now Adrian Peterson, I I I don't think there's any way you can pass on him if you know he gets down you know, to the second or third running back. He's definitely got to be top three along with Arian Foster and you know, take your pick I don't, Chris Johnson. He'd be top five for me, but I don't know if I'd put him top three. All right. We'll discuss that in a in a future show too then. Now, yep. Percy Harbin, can he be a wide receiver one or do you think yeah. he's more of a slot receiver and that they are going to have problems with him? I think he's a wide receiver one. I think being with Donovan McNabb is going to help him exponentially. I think he's going to be healthier. He alleges he hasn't had migraines all off season, and not having so much training camp, I think, actually helps him physically. Any of the other wide receivers there, Barryan, Jenkins, Greg Camarillo, worth drafting? Uh, for me, not right now. I want to see what kind of chemistry Donovan has with any of them before I'm ready to say yes. I, I like I like Camarillo as a, a flyer. I'd like him more if Brett Favre were still there, but I'm happy Brett Favre is not still there, so we'll move on. Tight end, uh, Vasante Shanko, uh, Kyle Rudolph, is there anything worth drafting there or just move on? Shanko, of course. I think he's absolutely a great option at tight end. Not so sure that I agree. I mean, that's one of those things without Brett Favre. Did Brett Favre make him or it was... He better, I you know, think he, he was better for Brett Favre than Brett Favre was for him. And Donovan, he he'll throw to a tight end. We know yes, that. Yes, he will. He will. We we do know that. But I just wonder too whether Kyle Rudolph isn't going to steal some of those targets and I catches away so. from him. But I don't. Think I, so I think. I I think I'd put Shanko pretty far down on my list of tight ends, but we obviously disagree on that. We will have that argument another day. (laughs) That's right. We'll we'll live to argue another day then. So let's move on then to, um, I guess let's do the NFC South then. Atlanta, what what are your thoughts? I love Atlanta. I think they win the South. They are doing big things. Great wide receiver core. Matt Ryan, I think, is going to become an elite quarterback for me. He's almost a top five. He may be number five. I think he's 
phenomenal. And I think Roddy White's going to have huge numbers again. Adding Julio Jones is amazing. I like a lot of what they're doing out there, and I think they're going to go far. Michael Turner, is he still a running back one for you, or are you worried at all about his ability, especially with his ankle, to stay healthy? Um, I think he still is on the outside of being a running back one. I think he, for some people, still a one. For some people, he's a two. He's right on the edge there. Um, Michael Turner I, I or Stephen Jackson, which one do you take? For me, I might go Michael Turner. I agree. And wide receiver-wise, Roddy White, is he your number one wide receiver? Would it be Calvin Johnson? Would For me, it be Andre Roddy John- White. I think it's Roddy White, and he and Andre Johnson are 1-1A. One one I think that Calvin Johnson is more of a three right now on my top five. I think I agree with you, although I might flip-flop Andre Johnson and Roddy White. But uh, And Julio Jones, where do you take him? Is he a wide receiver three, a four? Do you just see if he's still left at the end of the draft? What do you do with he's him? He's not going to be left at the end of any draft. There's no way. I, he's going He's going in the middle of a draft at worst. People are excited about him. He's got a good quarterback. He's got. He doesn't have the pressure of having to be the number one guy with Roddy White there. I think he's going to have a good year. I'd take him as a as a three. I'd take him as maybe a two. I think a two is probably too high for a, a rookie. But we're, I like Matt yeah, I Ryan guess, more than you do. I believe in, in the team more than you do. <laughs> well, I, I picked him to go to the Super Bowl, so obviously I think quite a bit of the team. I'm just not sure that they – you know, incorporate Jones as, as much as we think. You know, Tony Gonzalez is still there, although he, he obviously didn't have a good year last year, but we'll we'll see what happens there. So moving along we're, from the best yeah, or one of the best in the division to the worst in the division, Carolina Panthers, does it matter who plays quarterback there? I say no. I don't think you want I don't to draft care. I don't want either of those guys. Really, D'Angelo Williams, Jonathan Stewart, you don't want either of those guys as a back? Not if I can avoid it. You just you don't know who's going to come out on top. I don't like that. All right. Um, the fact that they have they're going to have no pass game. It's going to be all run all the time. It's it's going to hurt them. I disagree. I mean, they're they're going to have to throw, but they'll probably end up with three thousand huh. yards passing instead of four thousand, the way you would uh, want a good team to. But Greg Olson, does he have any fantasy value there? Jeremy Shockey, I assume that the answer to him is no, no. because Greg Olson no. is there. But Greg Olson, you don't like him? I don't think Greg Olson remembers what it's like to be an actual tight end anymore after being in the Chicago unfriendly tight end offense for so long. I no, I don't think so. At all. I, I don't want any part of it. <laughs> Steve Smith, do you still draft him, yes or no? And if so, no. is he a wide receiver one, a two, a three? No. I, you don't I want don't any even, part of him? No, I, I really don't. <laughs> okay, so you'll let somebody else deal with that headache then. Absolutely. Um, let's see. Let's move on. And New Orleans, you... Don't like them as much as Atlanta, but do you nope. still take Drew Brees over Matt Ryan in terms of quarterback rankings? Marginally, I don't think there's a huge difference. Matt Ryan's very right. close. Mark Ingram is he a running back one this year? A two is Pierre Thomas going to be back healthy? Darren Sproles, Chris Ivory, what, what's going on there? I think I don't think any of them should be your running back one on your team just because. There are so many options. It's much like their wide receiver core. You just don't know who's going to be the hot hand that day. 
I don't think Mark Ingram has any business being a, a running back one on any team because I don't think they're even looking at him as a running back one. I, I bet he gets the bulk of the carries there, but I bet it's probably more like 50 or 55 rather than the 60 to 70% I'd want to clear number one to get, but we'll see how that plays out. Now, wide receiver-wise, I, I guess I'm a little more of a fan of Marquise Colston. And the, I would probably draft him as a low-end number one and a high number two because I think they, yeah. they do have a cast of thousands there, but I think he's pretty clearly their, their go-to guy, especially when they get in the red zone. I don't know. It, it would for me a lot would depend who else was still on the board. All right, Jimmy Graham. I think we've had this conversation before. You're not as high on him as I am. I think he's one of those guys, you know, kind of like Gates. He was a basketball player in college, but if mm-hmm. if you miss out on the top guys, that if he's still there towards the you know, the latter stages of your draft, and you still need a tight end, I think he's definitely worth uh, picking this year. Do you agree or disagree? I agree. I agree with that. All right, so that's our look at New Orleans, and how about uh, Tampa, Bay. Tampa Bay? I I really like Josh Freeman. I'm a little excited about Tampa Bay. I still think they finished third in the division, but I think they get a little better. Now, Josh Freeman, you I assume you would still rank Matt Ryan ahead of him. Uh, by far, yes. But I think Josh Freeman... If you can take him as a second quarterback or if you get, you know, stuck taking a quarterback late, I think he's a great option. He's going to throw a lot. He has a lot of confidence. He really had a great end of the season and, and really season overall last year. I, I'm i excited about him. I think he's going to really turn out to be a good quarterback. I think he will. I, I just Unless somebody really steps forward there at wide receiver besides Mike Williams, I'm not sure that I, I see Freeman being quite the you know, the, the fantasy contributor that you do. I, I'm a little bit more optimistic about Kellen Winslow, I think, than you are. But even if you look yeah. at Mike Williams and Kellen Winslow as their top two receivers, to me, Freeman is probably at best a borderline one quarterback, more likely somebody you'd want as a, a number two with a high ceiling. That's what I'm then. saying. If you, take a quarter, if you have to take a quarterback late, He's a great option. If you're taking a second quarterback, I would absolutely take him. I'm not. He's not in my top ten right now, but he's very close. Now, Legarrette Blunt, I do not see him as the uh, running back one, you know, even a high number two that most people seem to think he is, or that I've seen I could in take him the drafts that I've done. You, what was that? Too. I could take him as a second running back. I'm not going to make him running back one, but I, I would absolutely do two. I. I, I agree with that. I just think some people are looking at him and saying, oh, he had 700 yards in his last seven games and extrapolate that and, you know, he's going to rush for, you know, 15, 1,600 yards. I, I just don't see it. Well, I, I think you're okay if you take him at two, but we'll see. Right. I I think we agree on that. Just I would advise people not to take him as your as your first running back. But So mm-hmm. how do you see that uh, division? What, what are your projected standings there? Falcons, Saints, Buccaneers, Panthers. Absolutely. And I agree with you there. And I think the Saints and the Falcons both make the playoffs and the other two are on the outside. Now, we didn't look at the NFC. We didn't predict the NFC North. Quickly, let's go back. What's your ranking there? Packers, Lions, Bears, Vikings. Actually, you know, I might go Vikings today, the Bears four. I think I'll go 
Packers, Vikings, Lions, Bears. I, I hope that the Lions prove me wrong, and it'd be neat to see them sneak into the playoffs. But we I gotta move on. We gotta move on from the North. We only have a few minutes here. Let's talk about the West. All right, we only have the one conference, the one division left, so this won't take very long. All these teams. Stink. We also only have nine minutes left, so let's take That's a look right. at these. Teams. All right. And Arizona, Kevin Cobb, I'm not buying in on him. Let somebody I'll else deal with him, even as a number too. two. I'll take him as a second quarterback. I'm not going to make him a, a, the only quarterback on my team. Uh, I, I don't think I even want him as a number two. Let somebody else take that All risk. Right. I'll take Beanie it. Wells, I'm a little more optimistic about him, I think, than most people are. He hasn't shown much yet, but with Tim Hightower out of the picture now, I don't really see Ryan Williams doing a lot that uh, Wells couldn't do. So I I like Beanie. I, if he can stay healthy, I'm very high on him. I liked him a lot at Ohio State. I, still, though, I, I think he's kind of like LeGarrette Blunt. He might have a high ceiling, but I don't. I probably don't even want him until running back three, but he'll be gone by then. But uh, we'll I'll see. take him at a running there back, you, maybe. You'll take him as a running back, too? Yeah, I might do it. All right. Larry Fitzgerald is... Kevin Cobb's presence make you think more highly of him? Is he back yeah. in your good graces and in your top five? Uh, me, he might be five. I don't, I don't think he's in my top three, but I think he and Kevin Cobb will work well together. Yeah, I, I tend to agree there. I mean, Todd Heap, Jeff King, there's really not much for him to throw to a tight end, and like he doesn't Todd have Heap. Tim Hyde. Pardon? I like Todd Heap. He's been so injury-prone the last few years, I though. Like I just him. don't know that he's going to catch you know, 800 yards of passes. I, I think I'd let somebody else take that risk with all the depth at tight end this year, but uh, you can have him. I'll take him as a backup. So, now, are any of the other wide receivers there even worth mentioning besides Larry Fitzgerald? I just look there, and I, I don't see anybody that I would want on my fantasy rosters. Do you? No, I don't think so. There are definitely better options. All right, so we're agreed on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, moving right along then So why don't we take a look next at St. Louis How high are you on Sam Bradford? Where does he fit Very into the high. quarterback rankings? Is he a QB1 like or not? I think he is Top 10, top 12, where where do you think he He's fit? in my top 10 He's in my top 10 He's not in my top 5 But he's he's between 7 and 10 Now do you have more faith in his wide receiver core now that they've spruced it up a little bit by signing, you know, Mike Sins Walker and you know, then you'll have uh Danny Amendola there for the whole year. You know, what what are your thoughts about that and Lance Kendrick? I like now it. I think Sam Bradford's a good quarterback and his wide receivers are gonna make him look better. I think it's gonna be a good year. I think they win the division. I'm excited about them. So now Steven Jackson, are you worried at all with Cadillac signing there and even Jarius Norwood who I think would be a an interesting guy if he could ever stay healthy. Is, is Steven Jackson still going to be a thousand yard rusher with that team or injuries and the depth of running back they're going to be higher against healthy, him? I think he will. I think if he can stay healthy and on the field, he'll be a thousand yard rusher. But now they have some admirable backups. I think that that's going to help them exponentially, that they can they have the opportunity to give him a third down off or a, a series off if they want to because it's not such a wasteland behind him. So even when Jerry Snorwood, 
you know, ruptures Achilles and he's out for the season in, in the Cadillac. first preseason game. At least they don't have Kenneth Darby as their uh, their exactly. number two running back anymore. So they should be. Donny Avery is he a, a sleeper? Somebody that you take at the end of a draft, or is he somebody you leave for the waiver wire? Um, he'd really be a deep sleeper, but I think he he could have some value, and he may be a real nice waiver wire pick when somebody gets hurt. All right, let's move on and talk about the San Francisco 49ers then. Alex Smith, are you buying him at all as their quarterback, or do you think Colin yeah. Kaepernick is? I believe in Alex Smith. <laughs> I feel like a broken record. I've been saying this, but he's like Chad Henney to me. I still think there's something there. I think they can still be good quarterbacks, and I think with Harbaugh coming in, things are going to be better. I think they finish second. Kyle, or- you you mentioned Kyle Orton just now in comparing him, correct? Uh, Chad Henney. Chad Henney, okay. I, I, well, I, Kyle Orton, I I like a lot more than either of those two. But since we're not talking about them, I don't. I don't at all. On, I like both. Colin better. Kaepernick, you you don't think he's going to do anything worthwhile this season as a rookie? I don't think there's any reason you should be drafting him unless you're in some kind of dynasty league, perhaps. I just I don't. All right. Frank Gore, is he still a running back one, or are you worried about the injuries and age and everything else? Um, His his hip surgery concerns me a little bit, but I still – I I think he's still a good running back. He may be the borderline of one and two to me, but I think he's still got value, a significant amount of value. Vernon Davis, I think he's going to bounce back some this year, mm-hmm. and I think he's still somebody I would target as a you – know, Top five tight end. Uh, agree with that? Maybe. <laughs> All right. We'll go now, through, wide we'll receiver go through our wise, next week. Wide receiver wise, we've got the the two guys that really jump out at you in their wide receiving core: Michael Crabtree and Braylon Edwards, who are often compared to each other. But um, mm-hmm. who do you think is their leads the team in in receiving yards this year? And are either one of them? You know, worth say a, a number two wide receiver, or are you looking both at them more as number three options? I think Braylon Edwards leads the team. Uh, I'm not ready to say Michael Crabtree's quite at the same level yet, and I would take Braylon Edwards as a number two wide receiver definitely. I agree with you. You know, for all his his shenanigans off the field, if he can you know keep himself out of prison, I think that he's definitely got uh, wide receiver two. You know, capability mm-hmm. and maybe even one if he you know, has a, if, if Smith is as good as you think he's going to be. So moving okay. along to our last NFC team, then the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, uh, there's just really nothing that I look at and, and like here. Wide receiver wise, maybe Sidney Rice and Mike Williams. The other Mike Williams, Zach Miller at tight end. But you know, with either Tavarius Jackson or Charlie Whitehurst the quarterback, neither of whom you want on your team. Nope. I just don't see either of those guys uh, making those wide receivers look good. And as far as Marshawn Lynch, he had that one nice run in the playoff game, but I, I think Stay that away. you know that that doesn't. Uh, mean that he, you should draft him as, as even a running back, too, on your team. Um, anything else to add on them? Uh, no. How do you think the division shakes out? I'll go... Uh, I'll, I'll just... Uh, for sake of argument, I'll say St. Louis. 
<laughs> San Francisco, Seattle, Arizona, but you could just put all four names in a hat and take them out and have just I a think chance of being right. I disagree. I think St. Louis is very much ahead. San Francisco will, win, will go second. Arizona will finish third, and Seattle will be dead last. I don't think they're going right. to do anything of value. Okay, mark it down. So that, we we made up the time, and now we're all ready to wrap this up and put a bow on it. So please do the honors, Jenna. Let's do that. Uh, thank you all so much for listening. You can find us all week long on FantasyFootballSherpa.com. You can email us at the 4th and Inches Show Gmail account, which is the number 4, T-H-N, Inches Show at gmail.com. Or you can talk to us on Twitter under the same handle, the number 4THN Inches Show. That's the number 4THN Inches Show. And you can find us on Facebook at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page. And keep an eye out for the links to the web shows we're going to be doing on Tuesday with the Learning Annex and Ustream up in New York. We've got some good stuff planned for you guys there. And we will be back here again next week from 9.30 to 10.30 Eastern on Wednesday as always. Thanks again. Have a great week, everybody. Thanks for listening. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.